This is the Heal from Trauma-Bonded Relationships with me, Dr. Sarah, empowering you to heal from painful relationships to rediscover your self-worth and confidence because you are ready to be the best version of yourself. Hello, my friends, and today we are going to be talking about the question of do narcissists feel the trauma bond? And I think this is a brilliant question, and it's something that I get asked quite a lot. And so ultimately, when we're talking about trauma-bonded relationship, there are two people involved, right? So there's the person who is the empath, the person who is vulnerable to the criticisms, and they are trying their very, very best to maintain the relationship, to save the relationship, to be good enough for the relationship. And then there is the other party, the person who becomes the abuser. So the person who is constantly criticizing, who is judging, who is threatening to abandon their partner, who is threatening to end the relationship because they feel as though their partner is not good enough and is constantly making these threats and these criticisms. So question is, does the narcissist, the person who is the abuser, feel the trauma bond? So it's pretty obvious for the person who is vulnerable, the person who is getting injured, the person who is on the receiving end of all of the criticisms that they feel the trauma bond because they are in a constant state of anxiety. They are constantly worried. They're constantly anxious. They're constantly walking on eggshells, worrying about whether or not they're good enough. They are worrying whether or not their partner is going to leave them at any moment. They are working very, very hard to improve themselves and to save the relationship, whatever that looks like. And so for them, it's pretty obvious that they experience this anxiety and they recognize that their relationship is unhealthy. But what about the other party? And here's the thing. Narcissists do recognize the trauma bond, but they recognize it for a very different reason. So they are not maintained by a state of anxiety, by a state of threat, by a state of feeling not good enough. That's not actually what's going on for them. But they are remaining in the trauma bond and they do feel it because it serves them and because it helps them. Now, hear me out. What does this even mean? Well, if you're looking at what is going on for a narcissist, so often people who are narcissistic have a very fragile sense of self. They feel awful about themselves. If you were to really drill down, they actually have a really low sense of self-worth even though they present themselves as being really grandiose and that they are better than everybody else. And so what happens is, is because they actually feel really, really awful about themselves because they are constantly questioning their own self-worth and their own value, what they do is that they defend, the, the subconscious ego tries to protect them from this fragile sense of self-worth. They try to avoid looking at how bad they feel about themselves by projecting this very grandiose image. And so they inflate themselves, they make themselves out to be so great, to be superior to other people in every single domain of life, that they are more intelligent, that they are more attractive, that they are fitter, that they are wealthier, that they have better houses, better cars, better whatever it is, but they make themselves out to be better than other people. But they only do that because they actually feel as though deep, deep down, 
they are not good enough. They are inadequate. And so they inflate themselves in order to protect themselves from the fear of inadequacy and to make themselves out look adequate. So why am I even talking about this? Well, this is fundamental as to why it is helpful for them to be in a trauma-bonded relationship. Because ultimately for a narcissist, what happens is because they feel so inadequate and because they're really worried about how they feel about themselves, they actually want other people to validate them. They want other people to say to them, hey, you know what? You are brilliant. They want other people to stroke their ego. And so what happens is, is that they are looking for other people to praise them. They are looking for other people to make them feel good enough. And so when they are starting a relationship with somebody, when they meet somebody, they desperately want to hook that person in. They desperately want that other person to see that they are brilliant, that they are the best thing ever since sliced bread. And so what happens is, is that they literally love bomb you so, so much because they want to hook you in. But also it is their way of trying to prove themselves that they are adequate, that they are good enough to be loved, that they are good enough to have a relationship with. And so they have to present you with this amazing romanticized, fantasized, this ideal, perfect relationship and their perfect version of themselves. They work really hard to present that to you at the very start of the relationship because they want to see that you believe that they are adequate to be with. And so they hook you in. They declare their love for you. And so that, in a way, is also a method of hooking you in in terms of making you see that they are good enough to be loved, that they are opening themselves up to you. And so you can't reject that because then that would put make you as a really bad human being. But actually, they open themselves up to you and they show you all of this love, all of this affection, all of this attention that you just cannot deny it. You cannot ignore it. And so you get pulled into that dynamic. And all of a sudden, you then start to really go with it and you start to see, wow, this is really incredible. I am being treated here so amazingly well. I am being shown so much love, so much affection, so much attention. But all of that is to serve the purpose of making sure that the narcissist feels validated, that they actually feel that they are good enough to have a relationship with. And so that's the hook in, that's the start, the first two stages of a trauma bond. So the first two stages, first one is the love bombing and the trust and the dependency. And so as soon as they love bomb you and as soon as they get you to trust and depend on them because they are showing you this immaculate part of themselves and, and you are really hooked into the relationship, they then start to believe, okay, okay, this person sees that I am adequate enough to be in a relationship with. Great. So it satisfies that need to begin with. However, here is the problem. When you are in a relationship with somebody, at the very start, you can choose to show certain parts of yourself. And you can hide certain parts of yourself, right? So if you ever thought about yourself going on first date and you might not tell the person your worst qualities or, you know, things that you fear the most about in life, but actually you show them the best side of you. 
And it's only through time that they see more and more of you, right? It's only through time that you start to expose different parts of you. And it's kind of the same with the narcissists that actually at the very start of the relationship, they show you their best qualities so that they can get validation that they are adequate enough to be in a relationship with. But what happens over time is that then other parts of them start to emerge to the surface. And this is what you end up seeing. And the part that emerges to the surface is that actually they feel very uncomfortable being close with somebody. They feel very uncomfortable being truly emotionally intimate with somebody. And so what does that mean? So as much as they want people to validate them, they want other people, they want you in particular, the person who's in a relationship with, to say to them, hey, you are brilliant enough. I want to be with you forever. You are the best thing ever. I love you so much. As much as they want praise from other people, it also makes them feel very, very uncomfortable going to the next stage of the praise, the next stage of the approval. Because the next stage is actually opening up, being emotionally intimate, being vulnerable to that person and also showing different parts of you. And the part that they are scared of the most is their part of self-loathing. So like I said at the start, they actually have a very fragile sense of self-worth and they question themselves, they doubt themselves highly but they present themselves with this inflated sense of self. But actually the part that they are working really, really hard to protect, to hide from anyone else, is that part that they are ashamed of, the part that they feel that they are inadequate, that they are not good enough. And so as time goes on and all of a sudden you're getting to know them more, that feels very uncomfortable. And so, you know, some real example is it might be that they declare their love for you. They say, hey, let's move in together. Let's get married. Let's have a child. But actually, when the time comes to move in together or when the time actually comes to get engaged or whatever it is, they back up. They back up and they run as much as possible. And the reason for that is because when the reality comes to them being intimate and to them being close and to making a commitment, then they start to realize that actually that feels very uncomfortable because I am going to be presenting other parts of myself. But also, you as my partner, there is a risk that you will see parts of me that I've been working very, very hard to hide away from you, that I don't want you to see, that I have actually been presenting a very different image of myself to you. And that's the image that you've fallen in love with, not the real image of me being ashamed of myself, that me being very hurt and self-loathing. That's not the image that I am wanting to present you with. So what happens over time is that they're, as much as they're wanting to keep you close, so they try to do things to hook you in and keep you close, but simultaneously they also push you away. And so you have this constant dance between being pulled in and being pushed away, being pulled in and pushed away. And so for you on the receiving end of this, it's very confusing, but it's also very distressing. Because what do you do? On one hand, you are loved like nothing else. You are shown so much affection, so much attention. You are given all of these amazing promises in life. But then suddenly you're also being pushed away. You're also being told that you are not good enough. You're also being rejected. You are being neglected. You are being ignored. You are being abandoned. 
and you are being rejected for an upgrade, right? They might be telling you that other people are better than you. And so what do you do then? It becomes very, very confusing, but also it's very, very distressing because you've witnessed the love, you've seen how amazing it could be. But simultaneously, you are then faced with something that's very distressing and you are being pushed away. And so this is a representation of the narcissist wanting that validation from you, but also not wanting you to be close to them. And so they really avoid having any real meaningful commitment or having real emotional intimacy or vulnerability with you because then that means that you will be seeing parts of them that they've worked really hard to hide away from you. And so as time goes on, the trauma bond relationship benefits them because they are constantly getting validation and they're getting validation for a couple of reasons. They're getting validation that actually you're hooked in and you're saying to them, yes, you are good enough to be in a relationship with. That's when they're love bombing you. But simultaneously, when they're testing you, so when they're criticizing you, when they're rejecting you, when they're making you sound as though you are not good enough, and you still stick around and actually you work harder to please them and actually you try your very best to make sure that they're happy and you try your very best to not upset them when you're doing all of those things, they see that as validation that yes, they are worthy. Yes, I am good enough to be in a relationship with. Yes, I am good enough for this person to be my slave. Yes, I am good enough to be honored, for me to have my ego stroked, for me to be loved, for me to be respected, for me to have all of this attention put on me. And so for them, the trauma bond is a good thing. It's, it's a helpful function because it validates their anxiety. It validates their sense of self, the thing that they're really most anxious about, whether or not I am worthy, whether or not I'm good enough. And all of a sudden, you are working your butt off to show them that they are good enough to be in a relationship with. And so they want to maintain that trauma bond. And so even when they're doing things like pushing you away, even if they're having affairs, even if they are chatting to other people, whatever it is, and you still stick around and you believe their promises when they say that they're going to change, then that confirms their self-worth, that actually they must be worthy enough for you to stick around. But also what happens is, is the inverse is also true. So let's say you try to end a relationship with somebody who you've been in a trauma bond with, and all of a sudden they break down in front of you. All of a sudden they tell you that they are so ashamed of themselves, that they feel awful about themselves, that they are infinitely sorry and they are going to work their very best to make it up to you. All of a sudden, they tell you that you are the best thing ever and they can never live without you. And they show you and they tell you, they make these promises that everything's going to change, everything is going to be better. And so they're doing whatever it is possible to try and rekindle that relationship. And the reason they do that is because by you walking away, and by you ending that relationship to them is a signal of, oh crap, you see that I'm really not worthy. You see that I'm really not that great and I'm not good enough. You actually see the part of me that is broken, that I've worked so hard to hide away from you. And because you see that, 
I need to justify it. I've worked so hard to protect that part of me and to make me valid in your eyes. And so I have to become valid again. I have to reestablish that status quo. I have to make sure that you see that I am worthy to stick around. And I'm going to work really, really hard to make sure that you are hooked into this relationship, to make sure that you feel I am worthy for you to stick around. But I'm doing this not to make you feel good, not to justify the relationship to you, not to make sure that you're happy in the relationship, but I'm doing all of this to make sure that I feel okay, to make sure that I feel happy enough, to make sure that I am being validated and that my worth is being validated. I'm not doing this for you, I'm doing this for me. And so even though all of these promises may be laced with or you know, wrapped up with these promises of making you feel good and respecting you as much as you deserve that respect and changing everything to make sure that you are happy. But actually, they're doing all of this because really they're trying to make themselves feel better, not to make you feel better. But the only way that they can figure out how to do that is by making it seem as though they're going to make it up to you and so for you to feel good. But the truth is, is that if they really respected you, if they really wanted you to be happy, they would respect your decision to end the relationship. They would respect that that is your decision that you have made independently. And that is the thing that would make you happy. And so that is what true love would be, would, would be to admit, you know what, I'm really hurt by this particular situation. And I'm really upset the fact that this relationship is ending. I'm upset about you feeling like I'm not worthy enough for you to hang around. But simultaneously, I respect you so much and I love you so much that I want you to be happy and I want you to do what is best for you. And that is what true love is. It is about acknowledging that partner and what it is that they want to do, what it is that you want to do and what is going to be healthiest for you as opposed to what it is that I want to do that would be serving me the most, the narcissist the most. So circle back to the original question, do narcissists feel the trauma bond? Yeah, they absolutely do, but they feel it for a very different reason. They maintain the love bombing and the criticism and the abuse and the abandonment. They maintain the entire cycle to protect their sense of self, to make them feel better about themselves, to make them feel as though they are worthy enough to hang around, to be in a relationship with, despite the times when they are being horrible, despite the times when they are being unfaithful, when they're being critical, when they're being rejecting or abandoning. That is what the function of a trauma bond is for them, is to actually make them feel better and to protect, to hide that fragile sense of self, that fragile ego, that fear that they're not worthy enough. Whereas for you as an empath, being in that relationship, in a trauma-bonded relationship, you experience a trauma bond because you are constantly anxious, because you are constantly guessing where it is that you stand with that person, because you are walking on eggshells, because you are worried about what is going to happen next, because you are worried about being abandoned, because you are worried about not being good enough, and you are trying very, very hard to prove your worth. And so as much as both people, ironically, worry about their sense of worth within that trauma-bonded relationship, 
the narcissist does the entire loop of love bombing and criticizing you to make sure that they feel good enough about themselves, whereas you work your butt off to make sure that the relationship is okay. You work so, so hard to please your partner by doing everything you possibly can do, by being good enough, by avoiding upsetting them so that you feel adequate as well. But bottom line is, it is so unhealthy for both of you, for both sides of this. And the moment that you actually step out of this picture and the moment that you start to recognize, well, what is going on here inside of me? And the moment that you lean into the question of how do I feel about myself? And the second question is, what is this relationship doing for me? The moment that that opens up the doors for what it is that you want to do about this relationship and how it is that is fulfilling you. And so I really invite you to hold in mind these two questions. How is it that I feel about myself and what is this relationship doing for me? Because when we sit with these questions, then we can start to find the exit, the healing process out of this trauma-bonded relationship. And so... I would absolutely love to hear your feedback on this episode, any insights, any comments that you might have. And you can always find me on Instagram. My handle is at dr.sarahalsawi. And you can find me on my website, healtraumabonding.com. And until next time, take care.